Good afternoon, everyone. So happy to have you with us on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Glad to have with me today my friend, uh, fellow church member, right, Randall? Yes, sir. Randall Rittenberry and I go to church together. He has, uh, uh, he's been a, a pastor, counselor, a teacher, been involved in local church ministry as well as international ministry. And I'm thank you, thank you, Randall, for for joining me today. I appreciate it very much. Well, I appreciate you having me. I know you you've got a pretty slam schedule, and the fact that you're scooting in here in the studio to talk to him a little bit, uh, uh, I really appreciate you doing so. And it's good to go to church with you, brother. Oh, it is absolutely. Yeah, we got to know each other the last last year or so, and yeah. it's been good. Yeah, and uh, I want to ask you. T- um, there's so so much ground to cover, and I, I do want to talk about a, a book that you just had come out. You've written it. I, I'm just starting to read, and I and I, as I told you before, we went on the air. Uh, this this you're you're quite a writer. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> you're, you're this is not your first rodeo in terms of writing at least that's my perception yeah i've, I've been blessed that i've been you know i used to do an article for the herald citizen so yeah. i wrote i wrote a lot for that and then i wrote articles that's been published online as well and i've had other two other books published as well so yeah it's, it's i love it it's something I'm, i have a passion to do so well so this is your third one that it, just come out we'll talk is. about more of that about that let me ask you this Randall. when um First of all, tell me about your background. I mean, were you raised in a Christian home, or was that environment that you were exposed to early? How did all that happen? I, I was and I wasn't. My, my mother and father um, now follow the Lord, but at, yeah. when I was growing up, not so much. My dad was a musician, so he was in and out of, of clubs and bars and in that scene. And, and uh, uh, but now my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, you know, I, I had that background from from that. Um, my first real exposure to church. Uh, that I can remember vividly uh, was when I was five years old, and my grandmother and I would go to Cookville Free Will Baptist. She didn't drive, so they'd send the church van oh, to pick okay. us up. So we'd go to Vacation Bible School. Hey, cool. uh, the, 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 the church with the Blue Cross, right? The church with the big blue, big blue Cross on Willow. Yeah, that was my first, th- th- that I can remember. That was my first you know church experience. And I can remember at the end of that Vacation Bible School, it was about three or four days long, and um, I can't remember the gentleman's name that, that was driving the bus, but he asked me at the end of it. He said, Randall, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a preacher. So at five, at years, five old, years old, five years old, I, you know, my grandmother told me that she'd known since I was born wow. that I was supposed to be preaching. I fought that, of course, you know, <laughs> you know how you do, you yeah, fight it really? and, and, and you, you let that, uh, that calling express itself in other things. You know, I got involved in music and in sports and, um, well now, so at five years old, that was the answer that came out of your mouth. It was, yeah. Did you, did you, I mean, that was before you were Christian, I guess. Unless you were, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't born, I wasn't born again at that time. And, you know, uh, I was probably about nine or 10 when I, when I received the Lord and I was probably 29 before it took effect. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and done that. Oh, that's the truth. Yeah. You got it. But yeah. Well now, so at five years old, that's the response. Was that, was that a response that just came off the top of your head or do you, do you remember having a heart feeling about that or what that that's incredible, but, uh, that that was your answer. Well, I can remember about the second day of the vac- vacation Bible school. I, I don't know if it was a, an activity we were doing or a craft or whatever it was. And I got thinking, man, I, I, I think I could see myself preaching. You know, I, I, I you know, I, I don't have a problem talking. I, you yeah. know, my wife says I'm, I'm, I'm destined to preach because I love to hear myself talk. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of a, something I had thought about even at that age. And then of course, when he said that it was just the first thing out of my, out of my mouth. So it was kind of both. It was kind yeah. of both. Yeah. And if I, but at five years old, that was your response. It was, yeah. Well, now, now let's go forward from there, from the time you received Christ till the time it took effect. I mean, talk, talk, <laughs> talk about that period of time. Because well, I can totally identify with that. Well, I got I got involved first. Of course, I was raised in a musical household, and I, yeah. I played drums since I was five years old and, and was around that industry. 
uh, for every right? musician. My dad was a musician, and he built still guitars too. So he's he's been very involved in the still country music industry. Must have been a country musician, very yeah, yeah country musician, yeah. and uh, played with some very big names up in Nashville. And so I was around that industry, and so I, I got involved. You know, when you're younger, you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a rock star. You know, I'm gonna play drums. I'll be a rock star. I'm gonna travel the world. And, you and Ringo, and me and Ringo, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so I did I did that for a long time. Um, and it was so funny because so because you were in bands, local bands. Oh yeah, local bands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we you know we tra- I traveled some, did a lot of mini tours and stuff like that. Nothing big, but it was just you know. But during that time, uh, and this is such a great thing because you see the kingdom is it's 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 about sowing seed. Yeah, that is what the kingdom oh, is yeah. all about, and. I would be around people that would that would say things, you know. I had a girlfriend at the time that that wanted me to get wanted me to get back in church and wanted me to follow the Lord, and, and I, I resisted. It's it like no, but about the time that the Lord's really started my heart to get back to get back in in, in a fellowship with Him, we we played with a band that was a Christian band that had gotten a re- recording contract, and they actually wanted me to be their drummer, you know, because their drummer was leaving, and because I didn't feel right about it at the time, but it, but that seed was sown. Oh wow, that seed was sown. So. And so you were the other band, and they want to come on and, and play with them. Yes, and yeah. so so even there was an attraction that God was moving in your heart, moving in your mind, moving in your life. I was nineteen years old, Dwight, and and almost twenty, and their their first EP come out, four song EP, and I and I got it. I saw well, actually, it was when their album come out. It was at the local sound shop at the Cookville Mall. I oh, happened yeah. to see it, and I knew the guys like, well, I'm gonna buy this. I bought it. I took it home, and I, and I knew some of the songs from playing from playing with them. But there was one track on there I'd never heard. It was just a, uh, a keyboard and the female vocalist. And there was a line that says, when they threw in down and drove those nails, I heard the fatal sounds that Jesus cried. Now, wow. a month prior, I told my girlfriend, there is no God. Oh. Denying it. You know, I, I didn't really believe that. I just wanted her to shut up. Yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted her to leave me alone. But when I heard that and I fell in my bedroom floor weeping, I, could, I couldn't say that anymore. You know, and it was just... From that point forward, I, I couldn't deny. Is that you know, what is that what you said when it, you used the phrase a little while ago, Randall? Uh, when it took effect, is that when it took effect, or is that when you got? Uh, it did. It did. I started getting in church and and, and feeling that call to ministry, and um, but because I didn't have a, a a really good foundation of the word, and I didn't have a good foundation of teaching, and born I'll, again, you're already Christian. Sure, so sure. Going but going to heaven if you die. Sure. I mean, I know all the basics, John three sixteen, and things yeah. like that. But I don't know about the grace of God. I don't know about the mercy of God. I don't know about the love of God. I don't know about forgiveness and all. You know, I'm thinking legalism. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, man, I can't walk this line. <laughs> yeah. I can't leave it, so I'm not going to even try. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I got That was my first round. And, and of course, and that's actually where I met our, our current pastor was through a church I started going to here. I fell away from that and because and, I, I, I can't live it. I can't live it. But when my son was born. That all changed. Wow. I was like, I, I've got to raise him in church. I've got to raise him around godly people. And and that was kind of the beginning of my journey into ministry. And then at, from that point forward, you just begin to follow the calling that mm-hmm. you had professed when you were five years old. Yep. Wow. That is quite a story. Yeah. You still play the drum some? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I dude. played at church a couple hey, times. That's right. I've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mentioned yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Randall, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Oh, I appreciate I, I, it. I appreciate that part of the story. Something that I didn't know, <laughs> and, uh, but I appreciate that. Randall Rittenberry is my guest today. Uh, you are with us on the chat. So happy to have you along. We're going to hear more of Randall's story. Uh, we're going to talk about his new book also. I've started that book myself, and I can tell you it'll be a blessing to you. You stay with us. We'll be back with more in just a moment.
We're back on the chat. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest today is my friend, Randall Rittenberry. Randall, I want to come back to something you just barely touched on during our, okay. our previous visit. You mentioned your grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking probably the most influential person in my life was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and my mother, of course, had a large role in that. But my grandmother was the one that just she instructed me. That, but I just watched her life. Yeah, I watched her teach me about tithing before I was a Christian. I just watched her and knew some people who had treated her badly, treated her wrongly, and maybe she was able to forgive them and love them. I just watched. Thank and and you're you're saying that your grandmother early in your life uh, really influenced you in a great way. Oh, absolutely. Same thing. You look at how she treated people, uh, even people you know that she didn't really like. You know, yeah. Uh, she still treated them with dignity and respect. Um, she we always had some kind of gospel music going on in the background. You know, again, the kingdom of God is seed, right? Yeah. And I can look back on my life now and just see all that seed that that was planted in my life, you know, just, just even just hearing gospel music in the background yeah, at her home you know, or wherever she'd be. Right. Right. Yeah. My uncle would play. My uncle was blind from about two years old on. He lived with her and he, he would always have gospel shows on, you know, on the radio. Uh, he, she'd have preaching on the TV, you know, so it was, it was always something. And she was always quoting the word. You know, I think there was times she didn't really understand it to a large degree. You know, she had a very simple understanding, but that's all I needed. Yeah, <laughs> it was really. a simple understanding. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. That's yeah. all I need to know. You know, and she lived that before you. Yes. So, so our, uh, there's, there's, you know, we we can all be somebody's grandmother in some sense of the word. Right. It's a, it's a matter of loving them and living it before. Yes. It, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The I want to come to. Um, I want to come to uh, you, you said this is your third book, right? It is. It's, it's, it's only one that'll be in publication. I took the other two out of publication. Okay. Uh, the name of this book that I've just started myself within the last day or so is is discovering purpose, finding God's plan for your life, mm-hmm. discovering purpose, finding God's plan for your life. I mean, the title itself is so powerful. And I read in the first few pages that this was 20 years in the making. Yeah, I started the <laughs> first me, manuscript. Tell me about that. I started the manuscript in July 1999 at the McDonald's Playland on, on, on Jefferson right? when my kids were playing. So your kids are playing in Playland, and yeah. you're, you're over there starting a book. Uh, yeah, and and because uh, and my wife Cynthia has been so instrumental in getting me getting this finished, and I and I got it started, and then you know I'd back off, and I and I worked on it again like in 2012 and backed off, and then and then in 2018 the Lord was was very adamant with me that it was that I had to finish this book. And you had a sense of urgency about it. I did at that point. I did, and 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 Cynthia did. My wife did as well. And there were there were nights because I had four chapters written, so I had however many chapters left to go, and there would be nights that I'd go in and sit down, but I'm so tired, you know, because I was mowing at the time, the mowing service at the time, yeah. and she says, "You got about 20 minutes." And then you're going to your office to write, you know, and she just hammered me. I get up in the morning time. Are you writing this morning? Yeah. Wow. You know, so, but, but you needed that. I did. I did. You know, it was more of a confidence issue. Um, Even though I published the other two books, this one was different. This one had been on my heart for over 20 years. Yeah. And and so uh, it's the thing that I find um, that people struggle with the most. There are two, there are two areas that in my ministry, in life that I've dealt with the most with people, and it is finding purpose and, and overcoming depression and being depressed. Yeah, those two things I've dealt with more than anything. What was it like? And from a per- because we're talking to people right now. Mm-hmm. I've been there myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking that 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 it's a yeah. You know why am I here? What yeah. is my purpose? So w- w- what were those days like when you were trying to sort things out and find your purpose? Talk about those days a little bit. 
you know, it was it was such a progression. It wasn't like there was no real aha moment. Yeah. You know, I already, you know, I already had that sense of ministry. And I'd actually forgotten when I when I had said to that gentleman on the the school bus or the, or the, or the church bus, rather. Yeah. And the day that I got licensed, um, my grandmother was still alive. She was there to see me licensed. I was, I'm the first person in my family to be to be a licensed minister. Wow. So she and, was there to witness that. And she did. And, and she remembered. She reminded me. Of, of that. And so I already had that sense of purpose, but it was, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know, and, and so for me, it was a, a progression. It wasn't any real aha moment. I already knew what I was called to do, it, but it was how did now, how, how, how do I express it now? Yeah. And, and how, did, and how did I get to this point? Yeah. Really? And that's what the, the book is about. Really? It's about not my journey, but what are the tools that the Lord gave me along the way to help not only set my path, but to solidify yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is my this is this is my life. This is it. And I think a lot of times people just we, we miss those those very subtle we think of we we always think of this the spectacular, yeah. right? God's going to descend out of the clouds with it with it yeah. with the trumpet or, or or somebody's going to speak a word to us. It's going to going to just change our lives and and that's not the way it works. Yeah, you know, we, usually. we sometimes I think our pastor Ron Allen says this from time to time. We we uh, we look for, we miss the supernatural by looking for the spectacular. Absolutely, and we do absolutely. That. And you know, and see what you think about this statement. I, I, and I've had that feeling before as we walk into talking more about this book, discovering purpose, finding God's plan for your life. Um, you know, I used to I used to have this feeling. Well, and I've talked to people who says, "Well, I know God's got a purpose for my life, and one day He's going to show it to me." Well. It's like it's a year down the road or five years down, 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to, and there's a certain amount of truth to that. But but I'm, I'm, I've come to believe that God's purpose for our life is going on right now as we sit behind these microphones in the studio. Sure. His purpose is being fulfilled. And those steps, will, and, and uh, I heard a pastor use one time this term, unconscious preparation, that yes. we're being unconsciously prepared mm-hmm. for what's next. Yeah. How do, you feel? Is it, do you agree with that? I do. I do to a point. I believe, I believe it's kind of, I believe it's both. I believe yeah. it can be both. And, 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 and that's what was happening with me, really, in a lot of ways. I was having that unconscious preparation. And the Lord just happened to reveal to me, well, this is this is what I've been doing with you. Yeah. You know, and he was pre- preparing me to write this, you yeah. know, and, and to share it with people and to help people. But but I, I, do, I do believe that. And, and uh, you know, and we, and we can't discount. We cannot discount the 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 things that happen, the supernatural things that happen sure. that aren't spectacular. Just meeting people. Yeah. Right. And being around people. You know, I, I met our pastor in 1990 and he really was my pastor the whole time. And even though he wasn't the pastor of that church, he was associate pastor. But, you know, he, he spoke so much to him, into my life. You know, you can't discount those meetings. Yeah. You know. All the part of God's orchestrating thing, all the part of just getting involved in their life. And he doesn't force us. He doesn't twist right. our arm. We've got choices for sure. But yeah. but he leads us in that direction. I want us to start this. You, you uh, I read on one of the early pages in the book that, you know, uh, the uh, the importance of purpose, and I want to get the phrasing right, is that it provides a roadmap yep. for our lives, yes. a roadmap for our lives. Talk about that just a little bit, and we'll come back and, and let you elaborate after after the in the next segment. Sure. I think it comes down to, you know, people, again, are, are struggling with what step to make and what decision should I make. But once you come to realize what your purpose is, and you, you don't know all of it, right? The Lord is good about that. He, does, yeah. he doesn't overwhelm us with things. But, but as you begin to walk that purpose— you know, you, 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 you begin to make decisions easier. Yeah. Okay. If I do this, is it going to take me away from my purpose? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? That drives your decisions. <laughs> it does. Sure it does. Right. Yeah. Randall, thank you, sir. I'm well, enjoying you. this and uh, you stay with us and we're going to visit just a little bit more. Randall Rittenberry is my guest today on the chat and we'll be back with more 
in just one moment. Happy to have you with us on the chat this afternoon. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Randall Rittenberry, my friend, the Christian brother, is my guest today. We're talking about his new book that's just been released, Discovering Purpose, Finding God's Plan for Your Life. First of all, Randall, I want to say something about this. Uh, folks who are interested in this book, and it, 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 I tell you, I've just read the first couple of chapters, just had a couple of days myself. But I tell you, it's rich. It really is. I'm not saying that because I'm talking to you, because it's just got some very good anointed information in it. Uh, how how can folks uh, obtain a copy of this? What's the best way to do it? You can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, it's probably the way most people would find it. But they can also go to www.randallrittenberry.com and just order it off the website as well. So Amazon and and the uh, and and the website. We'll yeah. come back to that more in just a moment. I want to read something here that, that that impressed me early in the reading of this book. And we're talking about purpose. And everyone um, everyone likes to believe they're here for a reason. I mean, sure. But uh, but but purpose. And, and I'm, I'm reading verbatim what you said in your book. There, purpose keeps us from being wishy washy. I like that. <laughs> it keeps us from being tossed back and forth forth by the winds of life and by our emotions Mm -hmm. back and forth by the winds of life uh elaborate on that how is that so how does it keep us from being wishy-washy and being blown back and forth you know in my life when i didn't have that purpose when i didn't have that sense of purpose it's when i would go to church fall out of church go to church fall out of church you know and 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 just whichever way my emotions went any given day or any given time period that's what i did the problem with that is there's no stability in it but when, but when you have that purpose, when you have that, okay, this is where I'm going. I might not know all the answers. I don't know where, how all that will expand as we go because it, it will expand. But I know the main purpose. And as long as I know that, I know that these are the things that I need to do to stay on that path. And you, you can wake up in a bad mood, but because I've got purpose, I can overcome that, those emotions. I can overcome, you know, if someone offends me, I can overcome that because my purpose is greater than the offense. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. So it becomes your driving force. It does, and it becomes. I think you touched on a little bit earlier. You know, when you're when you need to make a decision about something, uh, then then if you know your purpose and direction in life, mm-hmm. uh, you you think, okay, how does that decision impact the the big picture? How would it how yes. would it impact my purpose? It will. It will. You know, when we when Cynthia and I made the the choice to, you know, we pastored a church for eight years, yeah, and then we I traveled for about three years with with the International Ministers Association. Um, but when we made the decision to really get hooked back into local church, that decision was easy. It was easy for me to make because I know, I know that my purpose is in the church. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm a member of the church. So that was an easy decision to make. And, and unfortunately, some people are having a hard time with that decision wow. right now, yeah. you know, and, you know, mm. and, and let me say it's about purpose too. I've, I've, this is just kind of rising up in my heart a little bit. The thing we have to understand about purpose is there's a universal purpose that we all have. You know, we're all called to be a part of a local assembly. We're all called to be ministers of reconciliation sure. and be ambassadors of Absolutely. Christ. We're all called to be kind and love people, right? But then we each have an individual purpose as well. Uh, and, and, and the scripture is very clear about that. It doesn't come out and just say it, but it's very clear in the picture that it paints that we all have. There's a plan that God has for us. I know the plans that I have for you, says the yeah. Lord, right? And so, you know, I think sometimes people will skip their individual purpose Thinking that well, as long as I'm a believer and I'm doing the role, the, the job the believer is supposed to have, and yeah. supposed to do, then then that really doesn't matter. But it it all matters. 
Yeah. It all matters. I heard somebody say one time, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter how you get there. That's right. Purpose helps you know where you're going. <laughs> it helps you know where you're going. And it keeps yeah. your own direction. It keeps yeah. your own point. It keeps your own track and that sort of thing. And also, you said here, and uh, and, and I read as I, as I began to read, read your book, uh, about God forming man. Mm-hmm. And you related to that, to the, uh, the clay and the pot. Yes. And you said that, that God that God formed man. Uh, two things about that: it, it, one man special, but yes. every other creation yes, he man is. is special. That's correct. And He gave man Adam specifically. We're talking about now. He gave man an assignment, yep. and He also gave him opportunity for relationship. Yes. So if we've got assignment and relationship, those are powerful things yep. that God God put us on the earth for. Absolutely, and and you can't really have one without the other. Yeah, I tried that, you know, for a long time. I think you and I talked about this on the phone the other day. Yeah, for a long time, I thought my assignment was who I was. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. we will, we we will we will avoid intimacy, not 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 even intentionally. Yeah. But we'll get so busy doing the purpose that we forget the intimacy. Oh yeah, the relationship. Right. To me, purpose is has to come out of intimacy, not the other way around. Ooh. That is so good. That is so good. But to know that you have you have you're valuable to God, and yeah. I, I do, so, and you do too. Do some ministering in, in some jails in the area. And one of the things that I that I say to the inmates every single time: if you don't hear me say anything else, you are valuable to God. Absolutely, you are important to God. God has a plan for you, and He loves you. And there's nothing that you can do to make Him love you any more or any less. If you don't get anything else, get that. Yeah, and and that is true. Absolutely, it, it, that is true. And 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 knowing. You know, knowing that we have purpose gives us value. Yes. Knowing that God gives us purpose. Talk about that. That's a, that's a quote from your book. Again, it goes back to this thing about intimacy. If I know that, that I have purpose, then I have to know that God wouldn't give me purpose if he didn't care for me. Right. Yeah. So so if he cares for me, all of our value has to come from God. It has to because that's who created us. That's who we were created for is yeah. God. You know, and that's one of the what's one of the issues we have in our culture today. We're not trying to get off track here, but we have this issue of, you know, where everyone's preaching self-worth, self-worth, self-worth. But the problem with self-worth is self-worth is only good as long as yourself is any good. <laughs> that's and, true. And Jesus is very clear. No one is good but God, yeah. right? But if my worth is, is coming out of who God has made me and what he's made me to do, then my oh, worth yeah. is always stable. It's always, I don't, I don't go up and down with my, with my mind, with my emotions. You know, I know that God cares for me and he cares enough for me that he gave me something to do. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you know. And a relationship to advance in. Yes. Randall Rittenberry is my guest today. His book is called D- Discovering Purpose, Finding God's Plan for Your Life. One more time, Randall, in case folks mixed it earlier, how can they get a copy of this book? It's just out, by the way. You can find it on Amazon.com in ebook and in print form. And you can also get it in print form on my website, www.randallrittenberry.com. I remember as a very young child being uh, the father of a, as a son of a man who was mentally ill, nervous breakdown, very large stigma with that. Uh, I remember uh, being very overweight as a child, uh, housing projects, welfare, all of that, uh, low self-esteem. But but when I began to learn that God loved me and God valued me yeah. and God said it was special, it just changed my whole outlook on life. Is, yeah. Can you identify with that? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I grew up the same way. You know, uh, suffer suffer with depression. Again, having you know, my father was you know, my mom and dad were kind of wild, and they yeah. they liked to you know, and and I was the oldest child, so I caught the brunt of a lot of that, and it affected my my self worth. It affected my um, my ability to see myself beyond what other people said I was. You know, and and when when I learned, when I found Jesus, 
you know, and then when I found out, when I found out what he really accomplished for me, yeah. you know, he made me righteous. He made me, he made me loved. I'm accepted in the beloved. I don't need to be accepted by anybody else. Yeah. And if God <laughs> says we're valuable, we're valuable. That's right. Randall, thank you so much. Well, thank you for thank having you me, Dwight. I appreciate by. it. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you for the conversation. My guest today on the chat has been Randall Rittenberry, his book, Discovering Purpose, Finding God's Plan for Your Life. So happy to have him with us today. Glad you joined us today. Join us next week for the chat.